It's a rock and roll bedtime stories bonus episode. Bonus, and that's where we just talk some more because Brian and I can talk about rock and roll a whole bunch. We got a we got a, a mail from uh, a listener, and yeah, I got a story too. Yeah, here we go. Susan Susan wrote the show. Uh, she said, "I just stumbled upon uh, one of your episodes uh, about Kelly Garney. This is the episode. Side note here about uh, Quiet Riot. It's called Quiet Riot versus the Murder Plot." I find your perspective pretty cruel. What's the point of this? Uh, Kelly Garney was way more than you make him out to be. I was with him as recently as last October. uh, And the interview that you mentioned over and over in the show was done prior. He is a very kind person who started the band and grew up with Randy. That's real. And uh, I found this very hurtful. Uh, And I said, when I read this, wow. Um... You know that's not the that's not not what we're out here to do. We're no, not we're no. not out here to be shock jocks as they used to call them um, and upset people. So, uh, it, you know it is. It, it's sometimes easy to forget um, because a lot of times we're talking about people with you know, who are very 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 big personalities, right? And maybe are not even alive anymore. And so it's much easier to think of them as subjects as opposed to people. Yeah. And and Kelly Garney is a person, so uh, we definitely didn't mean to to hurt anyone's feelings on that. But I mean. He has talked openly about trying to kill Kevin DeBro. Like that's a story he tells. Yeah, but you know, and and in fairness, and I, I want to, you know, I'll, I'll take I'll take her side as well, just to say this. Um, I think other people probably try to kill Kevin too. So <laughs> it sounds like it's, it's, it sounds like he was just quite just a terrible, just kind of a jerk. Uh, well, in general, and, and you know, and I appreciate Susan for writing the show instead of just being mad about this or whatever. We reach out and. And uh, we, we'll we'll write her back and uh, and personally talk to her about it. But um, you know, you can let us know whether you like it or don't like it. You can leave a review or you can uh, send us a note. We are the Story Guys at Gmail It's an easy way to do that. You can find us on Facebook. You can leave a review. Um, but yeah, we'd love we love the chance to respond. Like that's the great thing, right? Instead of just leaving something on a message board that we we can't uh, respond on. It's it's nice to have that dialogue. So. Um, Susan, thanks for listening to the show, and we'll uh, we'll be a little more thoughtful next time. Speaking of that, do you have you have something for us today? Oh man, yeah, I, I'm glad that I get to, I get to surprise you because you have no idea what's about no. to happen. Come so. on, hit me. So <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a couple questions, two questions, and All it's right. for everyone else while you're listening to. Did you know that Jimi Hendrix got kidnapped? So we've talked about kidnapping on the show. A few times we briefly mentioned it uh, in in the episode about Jan and Dean and that weird Frank Sinatra Jr. kidnapping. I've never heard of a Jimi Hendrix kidnapping though. Yeah, did you hear that Jimi Hendrix got kidnapped and he was so stoned that he didn't know he got kidnapped? <laughs> no, but it makes me love Jimmy even more. And and I thought I was like, well, this sounds like you know. I started researching this a bit and I was like, oh, this this kind of sounds like it's. Nonsense, and it's like, well, now there, there's a first-person account from and, Jimmy himself. Well, he's very dead. Um, so, no, it's a first-person account from one of the uh, someone that saved him from rescued him from the kidnapping. Oh wow! Right, yeah, and it's uh, unbelievable. And so, Hendrix, arguably the greatest guitar player ever, rock and roll guitar player ever, right? But I, I would say that in addition to that, like synonymous with him is his drug use, and and I think it's a little unfair, maybe, but. He did take LSD at his like coming back to America at the Monterey Pop Festival and lit the guitar on fire and flipped everybody out. Like there's that thing where they cut to Mama Cass sitting there watching him and she's like, "Wow," as everybody else was. Right. Um, you know, and then his 
untimely death. Like people weren't expecting that. Yeah. And also something that I, I wasn't officially able to confirm that I knew he got a discharge, like a honorable, I think an honorable discharge from the army. The, the actual document is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cause I remember it's, it's like right near the, the Sergeant Pepper suits, like in whatever floor that's on. Cause I, right. I remember turning and being like, wow. Yeah. Um, Cause he was a paratrooper. Um, but I heard this rumor that the reason he got discharged was that a commanding officer found him in a bathroom stall smoking a joint and being the master of his domain, if you understand oh. that. At the same time. That's, I mean, that's talent. I guess. I mean, um, we, we knew he was good with his hands. It's, yeah, and that's that was that. So so here's here's the story, and this is crazy. So... There's this gentleman, and his name's John Roberts. John Roberts has become famous. He he wrote a book called American Desperado. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's 20, uh, 2011. And he was basically one of the most famous cocaine traffickers in, like, ever in the history of, like, drug use or whatever. Um, but, like, he ended up becoming, like, in business with Pablo Escobar. So... Eventually, at some point, like he became a very infamous person, you know, but originally he uh, he told this story in his book that's called American Desperado that he was like a young mafia soldier uh, in New York in the 60s and a decade right before before he's involved in this, you know, stuff that made him kind of famous with Pablo Escobar. He says he rescued Hendrix from this kidnapping uh, attempt. So, but people thought that this was like phony, like this didn't really happen, but it's now been kind of like checked off by people that this is a real story that happened. He included it in his, in his memoir. So, so, so he's a, let me just get this straight. He's, he's a drug dealer. He's a drug dealer. In the mafia. And so <laughs> two strikes against him, drugs and the mafia. You, you say two strikes against, I say on base, second base. <laughs> So you're, what you're saying is it's been deemed unreliable. It's not made it into the canon because people think this guy may not be the, the source he says he is. But now we're finding out it looks like multiple folks have confirmed this yeah. is in fact true. Right. So Wow. Af- so after so after Hendrix died in 1970, there were people of his inner circle that came out and said, you know, it was right after Woodstock. Um, but, you know, before he died, it was true that he was abducted by a couple of mafia gunmen. In upstate New York. Like, did they know who he was? Yes, specifically. Oh, okay. So they were after this. Yeah. And so... Like for ransom or something? Well, yeah. The original thing that his inner circle thought was that there was a dispute. Like there was something and that's why he got kidnapped. But John Roberts says something completely different. So um, the the what happened was... Uh, I mean, he did. John did talk a lot about Hendrix at that that point in his life that that drugs had really taken like its toll at that point, um, and he was kind of suffocating with hangers on, and it was just like not a bad scene. He wasn't ever really friends with Jimmy, but he knew Jimmy for you know a couple different reasons. You know, um, those reasons are drugs and mafia. Yeah. If you if you are not paying attention, and he really liked Leslie West, the guitar player. So I guess. John Roberts, this writer, and, and Hendrix, and I guess some other people would go see Leslie West in every now and then, um, like to play, like not in a venue, but like to play like in Leslie's living room. 
and Jimmy would shoot up speed so that he could be like awake and alert to play, you know, as fast because he'd been taking barbiturates, which was eventually kind of like it took his life, right? Um, but also, th- before we get to the kidnapping, there's another story about how he, he says that he saved his life. And he said there were a couple times where they took Jimmy water skiing on the back of his boat. I, and, like, like, can we pause and, yeah. and celebrate this mental image for a moment? Because, Excuse me while I kiss this guy. <laughs> Excuse me while I drop this wave. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm just imagining him in that getup that he was famous for with yeah. like the headbands yeah. and the, the updo and the, you know, he's got the one, one arm doing the thing <laughs> like he's wakeboarding going back and forth. Doing with the with the thing behind his back. I'm, that's who, I'm there too. Who would be more fun to watch water ski? Jimmy Hendrix or Prince? I, I'd like to see that Prince. together. Prince, Prince. Yeah. I I feel like Prince would be really good at it too. Yeah. Right, right. Because Jimmy wasn't. So, <laughs> so, so, so John John Roberts said that he he liked to get out and do things physically, even though like he would like kind of be definitely under the influence. Um, but that he nearly drowned once. They were out had him out water skiing and no life vest and he falls off the skis uh and he's like thrashing around and he said at that moment they they swung the boat by and threw a rope out and that's when he thought i wonder if he can't swim and boy would this suck if Jimi hendrix drowns right off the side of my boat who is going to be that's not how you want to go down in history yeah so um so, but anyway, like his friend jumped in the water to bring the rope to him and then to bring him to the boat. Um, and he said that he, although they were never really good friends, he, he did have a good time with him, uh, but he was terrible on water skis. Um, if he can't swim, why are you getting on water skis? I mean, the drugs? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, definitely feel fearless. But the one thing, the one thing that bothered him is that later on in life, people accused him of kidnapping Hendrix. And it was... So not it. Um, and they were saying that he was involved with these kidnappers. They were tying Jimmy to a chair and forcing him to shoot heroin. And he was like, oh, come on, man. You didn't have to convince Jimmy Hendrix right. to do that. Like, right. He'd do it all by himself. So what he says happened is that he was out trying to, to score uh, some drugs. And they ran into the, he somehow ran into these like younger, he says, Italian kids at our club, not mafia kids, but young wise guy wannabes. And they heard Hendrix talking about how he wanted to score some heroin. And they were like, oh, that's Hendrix. Let's grab him. See what we can get. So they bailed, they kidnapped Jimi Hendrix to take him to some house like they're going to get him drugs. No idea, apparently, what was going on. So John Roberts said the guys were morons. They promised him, you know, some drugs. And then they were able to contact Jimmy's manager and they demanded that they wanted something like some, you know, whatever they wanted money or whatever. Um, So the manager called the club manager who called John. Uh, who then uh, said, hey, there's a couple of Italian guys that have kidnapped Jimi Hendrix. So uh, he said that he called uh, his closest, like his partner that he worked with in the in the mafia, and he made two or three phone calls to get the names of the kids and found out how to get a hold of them, where they were at, and said, quote, 
you let Jimmy go or you're dead, don't harm a hair of his afro. And they let Jimmy go. Um, but it was like two days. And he says, Jimmy was so stoned, he probably never even knew he was being kidnapped. He was just hanging out with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> um, and Andy and I waited a week or so to go after those kids, and we gave them a beating they would never forget. Here I, and this is another quote, here I am the Good Samaritan, but unfortunately when Jimmy was grabbed, some of his people contacted the FBI, and that's when they started poking around my business. That later led them to tie my friend Andy and me to the murder of Robert Wood, and that one good deed for Jimi Hendrix resulted in me having to flee to go to Miami, but if it wasn't for Jimi Hendrix, I would have never hooked up with Pablo Escobar in Miami and started smuggling cocaine. <laughs> Wherever you are, Jimmy, thank you. So wait, 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 wait. Did he kill Robert Wood? Like, yeah, apparently. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. It's, they're trying to tie him to it. I mean, that's, that's just what he said from the book. So he bailed and then he hooked up with Pablo Escobar. Uh, and you have to think about like, what a crazy thing. Like, Jimi Hendrix goes to like a bar, wants to score some drugs, and then these guys kidnap him. He has no idea he's being kidnapped him, being kidnapped. And a wise guy goes and like gets him and like almost gets popped by trying to get him, you know, and then he has to leave town. And then he actually, the whole thing worked out great for him. He ended up being like one of the most famous drug dealers in the world. How many times have these dumb kids who tried to kidnap Jimi Hendrix tried to tell that story somewhere to, to just win the affections of a woman or something? You know, you know, actually, one time I tried to kill Jimmy, or one time I tried to kidnap Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I don't believe that. No, 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 I did. I've never heard this story. Well, he didn't know because he was really high. But. The other thing is that you would never want to lead and say, hey, this one time I tried to kill. That's <laughs> I guess you'd say you did, but then, you know, you, you let him go because you got the ransom money or something. Yeah. You, you, would, you would make up the end of the story. That, to me, that's kind of like saying I tried to go on a job interview. Like, that's not, there's nothing there, man. That's, I mean, since we've been talking about kidnappings, you know, and we touched on this a little bit in the uh, in the episode with Joel Selvin when we talked about Jan and Dean, but this whole story about the Frank Sinatra Jr. kidnapping is so fascinating because oh. there's this yeah. great, there's this great moment in that story where, you know, it was really botched and the guys that had done it who were part of that class of 1958 at, at uh, Hollywood, at that Hollywood high school, um, you know, and this is now years later, and they're they're desperate for money, and they're basically just trying to pay off some debts. So they this is their way their get rich quick scheme. But when they start asking for the ransom, they tell Frank Sinatra they look up in a phone book a gas station to send him to, uh -huh. but they and they think they're going to send him to one that's like close to where he is because he's supposed to be like in Reno or something. But they don't know the area very well, and so they send him to one that's like thirty minutes away, and they give him like fifteen minutes to get there. So they keep and this is like before the age of cell phones. So they keep calling that gas station saying, "Hey, is Frank Sinatra there?" And the guy thinks it's a, a crank call. Oh my gosh! And so they oh they, they call him like four times, and then the I mean the punchline to the joke is that thirty minutes later, Frank Sinatra a car pulls up in front of this gas station in the middle of nowhere. Frank Sinatra breathlessly runs in and goes, "Hey." I'm Frank Sinatra. Has anybody called for me? <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Can you imagine being the gas station attendant that night? No. Uh, that's uh, that's unbelievable. I mean, what? Kidnapping Jimi Hendrix, who's too stoned to know. That's, uh, that's something to put on your CV. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. And glad to share 
this rock and roll bedtime story with you, Brian, and everybody that's listening. So, uh, if you want to get involved, or if you've got comments, you got questions, you got things you want us to investigate, it's we are the story guys at gmail.com or uh, you can always hit us up on the Facebook page. Uh, find us at the Story Guys on Facebook and uh, and communicate there. We'd love to chat with you. Uh, until next time. Don't get kidnapped. Don't, and don't kidnap anyone. No, it doesn't matter how many beers or how desperate for cash you are. That's not a good strategy anymore. Yeah, and keep telling stories. Was it ever a good strategy? <laughs> don't get kidnapped. <laughs>